The epistle for this fourth Sunday after Easter is taken from the epistle of St. James, chapter 1. Beloved, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no change nor shadow of alteration. Of his own will, he has begotten us by the word of truth, that we might be, as it were, the first fruits of his creation. You know this, my beloved brethren. But let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not work the justice of God. Therefore, casting aside all uncleanness and abundance of malice, with meekness receive the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Please stand for the gospel. The gospel is taken from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to him who sent me, and no one of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have spoken to you these things, sorrow has filled your heart. But I speak the truth to you. It is expedient for you that I depart. For if I do not go, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of justice and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of justice, because I go to the Father and you will see me no more, and of judgment, because the prince of this world has already been judged. Many things yet I have to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will teach you all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he will hear, he will speak, and the things that are to come he will declare to you. He will glorify me, because he will receive of what is mine and declare it to you. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. My dear faithful, in 1973, the Supreme Court of the United States passed a law giving to each person the supposed right to kill an unborn child in the womb. They supposedly found this right in the Constitution of our country. Of course, that Constitution makes no mention whatsoever of abortion. And they passed this law in spite of the fact that no authority on this earth can ever give anybody a right to kill innocent people. There can be no such right because it's against the law of God. But such as it is, this has been the law in our land for the past 49 years. And since that time, over 63 million children have been murdered in the wombs of their own mothers. The United States is one of only three countries that allows abortion all the way to term, as you know, is, is allowed here in the state of Colorado. The only other two countries that allow such an excessive measure of abortion are North Korea and China. Each year in this country, it is not heart disease that causes the greatest number of deaths. It is not cancer, and it's certainly not the coronavirus. Rather, it is this crime of abortion. 
Recently, as I'm sure you've heard, there was uh, a leak from the Supreme Court of an, a majority opinion uh, anticipating the decision of the court to overturn this iniquitous law of 1973, the decision of Roe versus Wade. And if this ends up happening, of course, it will not mean the end of abortion in the United States. What will happen instead is that this authority over God's creatures, which has been usurped by the Supreme Court since 1973, will then supposedly be handed on to the individual states. So it will be up to each individual state to decide what measure of abortion or whether abortion at all will exist in that state. So if it goes forward, some states will completely ban abortion. Some states will allow abortion up to a certain period of the pregnancy, and other states will allow it all the way to term, and perhaps even after the child is born, as they're trying to do now in California, allowing the, the, the murder of the, of the child even 28 days after the birth of the child. Now, many people in the country, upon hearing that there might be some mitigation of this incessant slaughter of, of innocent unborn children, instead of rejoicing that uh, some lives might be saved and some, some justice might be done to, to God's laws, instead of this, they flew into a frenzy of outrage and, and started rioting, started protesting in various places, including in front of the houses of the Supreme Court justices, and even vandalizing Catholic churches, because these people understand that, that really it is the Catholic Church above all that stands against this heinous, these heinous crimes that are being committed in our country. These events that have recently happened reveal to us a terrible reality of our culture, where, where we've come to in our culture, the fact that, that we live in a world where many people value death over life and will do anything to justify their own self-deification, their usurpation of the rights of God, even to the point to where, where mothers um, claim that they have rights over their own body to terminate the life of their own flesh and blood um, in order to have to be free of the responsibility of caring for their own children. This celebration of death and of murder, this will to kill that exists in our world. It's, it's frightening in, it, in the scope of its evil. It's, it's really hard for us to wrap our minds around how, how wicked this is. And when we, we, when we just reflect upon it even a little bit, um, I think any one of us is just kind of overwhelmed with, with that measure of evil. And we, we really ask ourselves, what, what is God's answer to this unbelievable evil um, that he does not will, but which he permits to happen in our world? What is God doing to stem the tide of death that is so celebrated today? And well, his answer is very beautiful, and it's... It's very simple. His answer is to create a woman whom he elevates 
above all mothers and gives the power of giving life to all? His answer is, our Blessed Mother. You know that God has given to each woman this unbelievable power. It's really mysterious and, and even magical power, the power to form her own child from her own body over a period of, of nine months. It's, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen online the, these um, videos that, that show the gestation of the child. It's, it's absolutely stunning, um, incredible what happens in the womb of each woman during the period of, of nine months. And as I say, he's, he's given this power to women. And yet, he willed that there be one woman to whom he would give even greater powers of motherhood. And, and of course, Our Lady's motherhood exceeds the motherhood of, of all other women in, in many ways. But there's, there's two particular ways that I, I want to point out today in which we can say Our Lady, by the will of God, is even much more a mother, even than these these mothers, the mothers who are here today, these mothers who have accomplished this incredible thing of, of bringing to term their own children. The first way in which Our Lady is an even greater mother is in this power that God gave to her to form her child completely and utterly on her own without the assistance of a man. Each woman, when, when she's pregnant, she nourishes herself, and from the nourishment that she, she takes, her body forms from her own flesh her child. And yet, of course, there's in the child the, the gene genetic material of, of herself and, and also of her husband. But this, by the will of God, this was not the case with Our Lady. She is the only virgin mother. When she was forming our Lord Jesus Christ in her womb, his body was coming exclusively from her. And every, every woman who has given birth to a child, they, they know in a way that no man will ever understand that special bond that is formed between her and her child in that time. This physical bond that comes straight from nature, from this will of God, that this is the way that humans come into this world by being formed in their own mother's womb. It's, it's a bond that just simply cannot be erased throughout the, the, the life of the mother and the child. And as I say, it's, there's something there from nature that is even above the bond that, that a father can ever have with his child. Well, if that bond is so special, so mysterious, uh, that, that is formed during those nine months. Well, it exists all the more with respect to Our Lady. When she was forming the body of our Lord in her womb, he was forming her heart as a mother. He was giving her the heart of a mother and even a heart that's greater than the hearts of all the mother, other mothers. He was forming a bond with her that was closer than the bonds that all other mothers have with their children because of the fact that her child was coming exclusively from her. There's something else, as I say, 
that God wanted to give to Our Lady to make her an even greater mother. When, when we consider what mothers are, we see them, of course, as being the source of life. Mothers, that is what it means to be a mother. You give life to a new being. You have a life within your life. This is what the abortionists deny. They say it's a clump of cells or, or whatever. They say it's their body. And in fact, there's another body in their body that's different from their body, and that's the body of their child. So with Our Lady, when it comes to being a mother, and if, if a mother is about giving life, we, we understand that, that the child that Our Lady was forming in her womb is not just a separate life from her own, but in fact is the source of all life. The body that she was forming in her womb was the body of God himself. And when we ask ourselves, where does life come from? When we see any living thing whatsoever, we say, where does this life come from? We say, well, it comes from, from God. And it's like, how? How is it that this life comes from God? Well, it's because of the fact that God is life. God not so much lives as he is life itself. He is the ultimate origin of all life. He has an eternal, unchanging, infinite existence, a life that cannot die. And so he gives to Our Lady this ability to bring into this world a, a new human life, but a new human life which in fact is God and therefore the source of all life. Our Lady brings, as it were, life itself into this world. As a result, as I say, this mother, this unique virgin mother, this blessed mother, by the will of God, is more mother than all other mothers that have ever existed. And being the source of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, God has will to, to make her as well the mother of all the living. He is, he's wanting to extend her motherhood even to us. You may say, well, Father, what, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I mean, I understand Our Lady has a great power, but, but I, you, you know, and you just said that, that I receive my life from, from my mother. It, it was my mother who carried me and my mother who gave birth to me. I say, well, yes, this, this is true, but you do need another mother. And, and I'll explain to you why. And this is, this is really the most important point. That is that your mother, only has a very limited capacity to give you life. She brought you forth into this world. She carried you for nine months. But the life that she gives you is limited. It's temporal. And one day, it's going to end. How much your mother would love to give you a life that would live forever. How much she would desire that. But because of the fact that she cannot give that to you, you need another mother, a mother who is able to give you a life that will never end. And this is why God has given you Our Lady to be your mother. You know that when you come to receive 
the most blessed sacrament. When you come to receive our Lord, you receive into you the life that was formed in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And when you have the life of God in you, what happens to you? Well, for one thing, the life of sin is put to death. If we, if we say, where does death come from? I, I mentioned that, well, in, in the United States, uh, and really in the world, in the whole world, the number one cause of death is abortion. But really, the number one cause of death, and the only cause of death, is sin. St. Paul sa says this, St. James says this in his epistle, it is sin that brings forth death. Sin causes people to destroy their own humanity and in some cases causes them to, to murder other people out of their own selfishness. Sin is the ultimate origin of all the sufferings and ills that we have in this world. And so Our Lady comes along and she says to you, I will communicate to you the very life of God so that there will spring up in your soul an unending life such that if you die physically, with this life in your soul, you will live forever. How many mothers out, out here would, would so love to have this ability to give the very life of God to their children such that their children would not die? This is what Our Lady is able to do. She gives you her son, who is God, who is life itself in Holy Communion. She communicates to you graces, the, the supernatural graces that come to your soul, they come through her hands and they strengthen that life of God in your soul. They make that life of God stronger so it's harder for you to turn away from God and to put your soul to death. Our Lady is God's answer to the culture of death. He wanted there to be such a creature as her who would have the capacity to give to every single human being the ability to live forever such that you will not die. Now you may know that incredible story of the trip of the Spaniards to, um, to Mexico where they encountered the Aztec culture. And the Aztecs were a culture that were practicing human sacrifice. They were culture like to our own. They were practicing human sacrifice on an incredible scale. And Cortez and the, and the Spaniards were there in Mexico City, and they were being shown around the city. One of the, one of the soldiers of Cortez, Bernal Diaz, he writes a diary about their experiences. And he, and he says they, they were being shown around the city, and they came to this temple of the Aztec gods. And he says the walls of that shrine were so splashed and caked with blood that they and the floor, too, were black. The stench was worse than that of any slaughterhouse in Spain. And the Spanish were absolutely horrified at the level of destruction of human life that was taking place in these temples. And they encouraged the Aztecs. They said, get rid of your gods. Instead, take an image of the Virgin Mary and replace these images with the images of the Virgin Mary. And of course, Cortez and, and his soldiers were able to, to conquer the Aztecs, and at that point, the human sacrifice stopped. But it was 10 years after the conquest happened that Our Lady appeared to Juan Diego 
and you can go to the back of the church, you can see this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And there's something that you have to notice about this image that's kind of unique about this apparition of Our Lady. And that is that she has around her waist a black girdle or belt. And this black girdle was worn by all Aztec women when they were pregnant. They put that on to, to indicate to everybody, I am pregnant. So Our Lady comes to this nation that is slaughtering human beings on a massive scale, yet she comes under the, the guise of being the mother of God, of someone who's pregnant, who's bearing the life of God in her own womb. So, my dear Fifu, especially during this month of May when, when we honor Our Lady in a, in a special way, we must have this conviction that, that God really has wanted to give us a mother in heaven who has the desire even greater than the desire of your own mother because Our Lady has a mother's heart and a greater heart of a mother than any other mother. She really has the desire to give you life, to give you eternal life. You have to have that confidence. Go to her. Ask her for the things that you need. Believe that she listens to you, that she really wants to give you these things. Especially ask for the things that concern the soul of of your loved ones, your own soul, that you increase in virtue, that you increase in this life of grace, this life of God. And, of course, Our Lady, because she has this great love, she will lead you to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.